That's what I'm saying. She is, and I have dated is, this since is banter. Hold on, this is banter. We gotta, we gotta wait. We we can't talk about this now. This is banter <laughs> for a minute from now. All right, we ready? Okay, you're ready. Okay, are you recording? Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Unsexy Church Podcast. We're glad you're listening in. I enjoyed last week's episode, Pastor Bob. You enjoyed it so much, we just let it keep going even when it was over. Oh, Kara, you let the podcast go a little long. Everybody heard me say, oh, that was a good episode (laughs) afterwards. Very humbly, of course. Yeah, well, I felt good about it. It was good. Hey, we're talking about dating today. So I have some facts and some questions pertaining to the subject today. Dating. Dating. Like, um, not dating like prehistoric events, <laughs> dating biblical events. Okay. Uh, but, but dating. So not, not chronological time frames, but. Dating a significant other. Okay. Seeing another person socially. Well, don't define it yet because we're going to define it in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you Sorry. mentioned off the podcast that Kara should be at this table. Well, She's not. She's somebody, over in the corner. If we're going to talk about dating, somebody other than me should be at this table because. The last time I dated anyone other than my own wife is before either of the two of you have been born. So, oh, exactly. Yeah, it's been over thirty you years. You are since dating I've been on a yourself. Date someone other than I am dating myself. <laughs> That's weird. So yeah, it's been a while since I've been in the dating game. Yeah, and Kara's in it. Hey yo, dating. What's his name? Jaden. 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 How you doing? Is Jaden listening to the podcast? Oh, you should listen to this one. Mm-hmm. Jaden, you are a nice gentleman. I've met you a few times. I don't know that I have. Have I met Jaden? I, I don't think I have. He's come to service. Then I can't approve of this. He goes to a Presbyterian church where they're baptizing babies. Oh, my goodness. Jaden. <laughs> I always joke about that with him we when he's here. Um, he hasn't been convinced of that position yet. Has he? Not yet. I don't think so. He goes to Trinity Press uh, okay. in Lakeland. That's another. He's a student. That's a topic for maybe another podcast. It's not actually. It's actually for this podcast because we're going to talk about dating denominationally. What that looks like. That was a question that was posed. So okay. it was okay. a question that was posed. So, hey, uh, I do have a fact for you, Pastor Bob. Fact of the day. It's about dating. Kind of. Did you know that a couple's heartbeat will often synchronize? That, that's apparently it's a scientific fact that a couple's heartbeat will synchronize when scientists at the University of California analyzed 32 couples who sat facing one another for three minutes. The researchers found that their heart rates were nearly identical, and they speculate that this occurred because of the strong link between partners on both an emotional and physical level. You think you think this is hogwash? It's complete but, hogwash. You know, it's, yeah, I don't trust too much that comes out of California, but. Uh, it's it's just 32 couples that's i were, mean were these 32 p- couples all about the same age and in the same healthy state <laughs> I, over 3 minutes they found that the heart rates had changed once they were staring at one another for 3 minutes that their heart rates synchronized it wasn't like they walked in their heart rates were already in sync it was that their heart rates synchronized I, you know, I'm not going to bring it up on the podcast, but there are other other things that happen like that when things sync, and I didn't, you know, biologically, you know, and it just it it happens. Like when humans start looking like their dogs, or that's their not dogs what I was thinking looking. of. But sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. No, you know, there's no. there's. I know this. This is another fact. Did you know that, that couples for that hug for like I think it's more than sixty seconds. Um, like if you hug your spouse for more than sixty seconds, your heart rate lowers and your stress level lowers do you know that uh, that i might buy yeah the other one i'm not buying for a second that I, one i might buy you need to take it up with researchers at the university of california <laughs> uh, 38 is not a yeah no here's what you need to do tonight pastor bob you're married you're gonna sit across from darlene and you're gonna stare yeah you're gonna stare at one another no without that. smiling without getting angry and you're gonna put your hands on each other's heart mm. and see if like the bump bumps happen at the same time yes darlene doesn't want that to happen because i'm on medication for heart rate so she doesn't want that to happen <laughs> she want her heart rate exactly. to go up maybe your heart rate will lower you need a hug maybe i'll just get off lower. the medication and stare at darlene <laughs> darlene can help you out there she probably could hey i do have a question of the day uh what is your favorite date night activity to do with darlene Favorite date, date night activity? Wow, movies, bowling. We, uh, we are we are strolling such on the beach. Bodies. We we being at home doing nothing 
together. Sound, yes, together. Just okay. sounds crazy and boring, but we're so busy that for us, and it's changed over time because yeah. we're, we're empty nesters now, so we're learning that whole process. But we're so busy. We're constantly going. We're working. So for us, just being with each other at home and doing nothing is kind of kind of cool. We love beach. We love to go hang out at the beach. We occasionally at the theater, not movies, but theater stuff. But really just doing hanging out together, just being with each other. So when you say doing nothing, you're doing something together. You're talking, right? You're watching a show. You're playing a game. Yeah. yeah. Out of the three of those, what do you we're, like to we're do not, the most? We're not playing games. We're not okay. Playing, yeah. Not a game person. Not, well, not really. No. Yeah. I don't like so, playing games unless we're with people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll hang out. We'll cook together. We'll we'll watch something together. You cook? Yes. Oh, I don't know how to cook. You should learn. I really don't know how. I cooked in college. Yeah, I cooked a few meals. That's, that's not. Here's the deal. I was like super big into working out in college, right? Mm-hmm. And I need to get back into it again. I had like a season of it where I was really disciplined and I've kind of slowed down again. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but uh, I was like doing the rice and chicken thing, right? You know, and vegetables, and I put a little soy sauce on a skillet, mm-hmm. cook it all together. Well, I wanted to get so much protein in per day, so I'd actually do plain rice without anything on it, right? Just white rice. Mm-hmm. I'd put unseasoned chicken on it. Um. Because I didn't always have seasoning. I was, I just, you know, poor, I was college a poor college student. And then I'd throw on cans of tuna. So it was rice, chicken, and tuna, all unflavored. And I learned oh. that I could eat it as long as I could just like swish water after every bite. You know, like I'd, I'd swallow it, swish water. This is Because it didn't taste good. This is where putting ranch dressing on everything that is dry came in. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I will tell you, that it was like the cheap, like sun-kissed tuna. It wasn't like, you know, a big tuna that you're like baking or cooking or whatever mm-hmm. so it didn't taste very good that's nasty it was healthy if you say so it was eggs in the morning bacon's too expensive eggs in the morning and then for lunch it was uh that meal this is what you call cooking i got better at it i eventually did so i, I actually eventually i did like a stir fry and i'd pre-cook my meals throughout the week mm-hmm. and so i would um i would uh i would cook some chicken I would cook it in like some teriyaki sauce, a little bit of soy sauce too. And then I'd put in some uh, frozen pre-cut like peppers and onions and stuff like that. Right. Um, Let them sizzle. And then I would uh, put it over rice. So pretty much the same thing. thing. (laughs) Yeah. But I'd make the whole week. That was my lunch all week long. That was what I would have. Thanks for sharing. It was good. I like red peppers with chicken and teriyaki. Red peppers, they taste just a little bit sweeter, I think. They are sweeter. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you and Jess? What do you guys like to do? I, I, you guys like to check out new food places. We, that's what we do. We're not foodies, but we do like trying some new food place. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get like an appetizer there together. Sometimes we'll you know get an appetizer and a meal, uh, depending if we want to splurge or not. But we'll just try some kind of new food at some new food place we've heard about. And then after that, we usually go one on walk. So um, uh, we don't usually like stay at the food place super duper long we'll go on a walk we'll go back home we'll talk we'll just enjoy the drive together um so uh i find that the the best conversations we have usually happen over a meal or after a meal and so yeah we'll just uh every once in a while we'll like we rarely go to the movies but we've like done like the the dinner in the movie if there's one movie we really want to see but i rarely spend money to go to the movies so it's usually dinner yeah so do you, do you guys have like a regular date night? Because your your date night's going to be different than like mine and Darlene's. Because our kids yeah. are growing out of the house, we don't we don't have to yeah. be as stringent about it. But. Yeah, date nights are expensive when you have kids, right? Because sure. you're paying a sitter right. more than you pay on the whole date typically. Mm-hmm. And so you know you can pay for a few hours, sixty bucks. You know we'll go on a sitter, and then you've got you know forty bucks on the meal. Um, and so it it can be expensive quick. Um, uh, we try like at least once a month to get out together, um, at least, um, uh, you know, I I will say our children's ministry, Miss Claudia, uh, she puts on a parent's night out once a quarter, I think. And that's super duper helpful. Um, uh, it is also super helpful that I'm a young adults pastor. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of young adults we trust and love to watch our kids and, um, yeah, so we can get out fairly often. Uh, I think it's, it is super healthy for us to get out, um, and for any couple, just to get out together, to spend time together, um, to spend time just, you know, y- you and the spouse, you and the other person. That's very important. So yeah. Cool. All right. Now to today's subject, dating. That's I have good. a lot of questions. So we want to jump in. I think this will be one that our younger audience would really enjoy, I hope, um, and maybe find beneficial. So, uh, Pastor Bob, like, what are we talking about when we're talking about dating? Dating. What is dating? Right. 
So we've just been talking about it as two married guys talking about dating our wives. Yes. Right. So that's just a committed couple going out and hanging out together, doing something together, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're referring to, what we're going to be spending most of our time on is people who are not married, singles. Okay. Spending time together socially, you know, a guy and a girl figuring out, hey, let's go hang out together. So, And they have some kind of infatuation with one another. They like one another. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess it could be there. We're not talking about two friends going out, two guys hanging out, watching their favorite movie dating. Right. We're talking about two people, right. a girl and a guy that like one another. Um, they find one another attractive. They want to get to know more about one another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. I mean. They're, they're, yeah, they're, I, I, I don't. They're going on that, dates. I don't know that there has to be a whole lot of emotion involved in a date. Maybe not early on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't. So, but there's but there's an eagerness there's an attraction to perhaps. learn more about the other person. Sure. Yeah, I'll give. Uh, yeah. Probably for a particular purpose. Perhaps. Maybe to, uh, you know, commit themselves to one another in some sort of way. Right. Right. Uh, I'm trying to remember what 35 years ago was like. <laughs> Do you call it going steady? No, when we were, let's see, when I, it was just uh, going together. Going together. Just going together. They're, yeah. go, they're going we're just, together? We're just going together. They're going together. If, okay. you, if you wanted to go steady with somebody, you would say, you want to go with me. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Oh, like, oh, we're talking. That makes a lot of sense. I don't say we're talking. I say girlfriend, boyfriend, right? That's, that's when it's like. What do people say now, Kira? Well, you can be talking. Uh, talking with air quotes. Talking, T- talking happens first. It is. Is, is what? It's talking. First stage. It's talking, then dating, and then you're a couple. You might not say we're a couple, but like then you're like exclusive. What do you call that? It's your boyfriend. Yeah, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's exclusive. So you talk, then you date, then you have a boyfriend, girlfriend. That's what it was when, when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because you can be dating complicated and things. going on dates with, I wouldn't say multiple people, but like it's not a committed thing yet. And then like you become a committed thing. So is talking a committed thing? No. Not, not at, all. at all. Not at all. See, no. I've heard it described differently. Well, I don't know who you're talking to, but. It can. Okay. <laughs> but it's not typically. It's not typically. Yeah. Because talking doesn't usually mean they're actually talking. They're probably texting. It's a given, but yeah. Yeah. They're Snapchatting. Well, going with somebody doesn't mean you're actually going anywhere. No, I'm just I'm just trying to clarify. Like you could be like talking to multiple people. You text them back and forth. Right. You, mm-hmm. you you find you, you find that there's someone you want to talk more and more to, and then you mm-hmm. say let's go on dates together, and then you go on dates together, and after you go on dates together for a while, then you're like, hey, are you dating anybody else? No. Are you dating anybody else? No. So you become like boyfriend and girlfriend. I think. I think that's how that works. All right. So here's the question, though. Okay. Um, There's a whole culture around that. We're talking about that culture. Was that the culture in the Bible? Let's just ask this question. Are there examples of dating in the Bible? Not really. Not really. It doesn't really exist. Right. So you're not going to find in the concordance in the back of your Bible the word dating. Right. Right? So, So let's just think about that biblical ancient culture. Um where today you might find someone that you like, find attractive, begin to date them, and then choose to get engaged, and then after a year or less, sometimes more, get married and commit yourself for you know your life to that person. Sometimes then, of course, get divorced and so on and so forth. Wow, that escalated rapidly. In a, in, a, in a few, I'm just saying in our culture, in we, our culture. We went from talking to somebody to divorcing them. In our culture, just I'm, I'm talking I'm from so the beginning, sad. from the beginning to the end. Okay, right. Uh, however, in in an ancient culture, or at least in the culture around the Bible, um, you'd often find arranged marriages. So the families decide who you're getting married to, and um, what come what came before the marriage would be the betrothal. And the betrothal was like a strong engagement that if you break it, it's almost like a divorce, right? Um, it's 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 not to be broken. That's just the season of life before the marriage. But there were some legalities there. Even betrothal, there was some legal issues. Yeah, money. Yeah. yeah. So, anything you want to say on that? There's I mean, there's a different culture we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there certainly is, and 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 not just historically, you know, just culturally, Eastern societies, Western societies, and and have approached these things differently. But that's not to say that, that back then people weren't attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that they weren't hanging out. They weren't hanging out. It's not to say that the kids didn't have any say in whatsoever with who dad arranged for them to get married to. So, I mean, 
certainly there was some of that that went on, but there was also, hey, you know, the the sheep herder around the corner is kind of cute. Abraham, he was giving a longer side hug to one girl and the other girls. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. 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 Uh, So uh, the Bible does talk about romance, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. Um, Song of Solomon. Uh, um, we would, I think, both have the argument that we're looking at uh, Solomon reflecting on his life and kind of idealizing what would have been the perfect kind of relationship or the better what way, he wish he would have what done. he wished he would have done in relationships. Mm-hmm. And there's the story of a man who has a desire for one woman and they get married eventually and so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. So there's desire before marriage, sure. uh, growing romance before marriage. Um, in First Corinthians 7, we don't have the word dating. Uh, in fact, it's totally removed from the scenario. Paul talks to a church in Corinth. They're confused, thinking some of them thinking that it's more holy not to engage in sexual activity. And so to that group of people in Corinth, he says, no, nah, that's not true. If you're married, you should engage in such activity. If you're not married, but you burn with passion, you should consider getting married. And if you can withhold from that activity and, you know, maybe you have the gift of singleness or it could be single, Mm -hmm. be single, right? So he just gives some advice there, but he really doesn't distinguish between marriage, being married and not being married, marriage, being married and not being married, Mm -hmm. right? There's not really a huge, um, well, he does distinguish between the two, but there's not like a big space of time in between. There's not like a sort of married, right? He doesn't have that, then okay. that, right? Right. Uh, and then Proverbs, uh, not speaking necessarily of dating, but just gives us wisdom um, on who would be the right kind of person to marry, what a what a godly woman looks like, what a godly man looks like, what to look for in a spouse, and so on. Right. All yeah. good. But, yeah. but doesn't speak to dating. Not directly. So let me ask you this, Pastor Bob, is dating then unbiblical? No. I would say no. Okay. But it's not in the Bible. Right. But just because it's not in the Bible doesn't mean it's... Unbiblical. It, technically, it means it's unbi- non-biblical. Non-biblical. Because it's not in the Bible. Yeah, so that maybe we have, a uh, for our audience here, maybe there's a, a helpful principle here. Mm-hmm. If something is extra-biblical or non-biblical, it doesn't necessarily mean it's unbiblical. Right. It just means it's not included in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how to do a, a budget for car insurance is not in the Bible. It doesn't make it unbiblical to budget in your budget for car insurance. Right. Right, right. Doesn't mean it's unbiblical. Just means it's extra biblical mm-hmm. or non-biblical. And and I would I would make an argument. There's a reason for that as we kind of go through this conversation about dating and when we should date and who we should date and why we should date. Mm. I think there's a reason behind that, um, and maybe we'll unpack that as we kind of go forward. Okay, so dating not unbiblical, not found in the Bible. What about wise, unwise? Is dating wise or unwise? Yeah. Generally speaking. Generally speaking, I think it is wise if done properly, of course. So it depends. It depends. So wisdom needed, dating could be a poor choice in an individual's life at a certain time, mm-hmm. but uh, but it depends. Depends right. on circumstances, depends mm-hmm. on who the person is, depends on when, why, how. So let's talk about that. Go. We're going to do who, we're going to do when. Who we should date. And then how. Yep. When we should date them. And who how. we should date, okay. when, when we should date, how we should date. Not specifically who we should date. Not but. we on the podcast. Okay. So we're helping people with these simple, simple questions. Who should you date? Who like should what, I date? What type of person should we date? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. 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 Kind of the type of person. Okay. Okay. So let's ask some questions under the who. How do I know if someone would be a good person to date? We're going to go through a bunch of questions okay. here. How do we know if someone would be a good person to date? I want to answer this one if that's okay. Okay. We'll both answer, but here you go. Um, So I answered, uh, uh, I wrote something a while back on uh, my social media. Uh, Someone asked, how do I know if a guy is the right kind of guy or a girl is the right kind of guy to date? If I want to date, um, it seems like it's the right time to date. How do I know if this person's the right person? So here's what I answered. Well, no one's perfect, but it's okay. And you should ask good questions of yourself, the other person, and the people that they surround themselves with. So here's some questions. I have a list. In fact, I have a list of 16 questions you might consider that I'd be willing to share anywhere. 16. 16. We'll go through them fast. How do you know if someone would be a good person? Well, what do they talk about? Like, Who do they hang around? What, nope. are, what are their conversations yeah. and what, what kind they, of people they like? What do they around? talk about? Okay. Yeah. You talk about what you love. What do they talk about? Okay. Okay. Uh, Who do they hang around? Now, this is a good question because that may give you an indication of what they're like when you're not around. Hmm. 
People are like who they hang around. Yep. You become like the friends you choose. That's right. Here's another question. Where do they spend their time? What local church are they a part of? That's a great question. They're supposed to be a part of a church? I would say so. What do their church members think about them? Now, this is interesting because these people, the church members, are people who have nothing to gain by telling you anything other than the truth. Right? Okay. Uh, have you watched him or her or seen them around others who aren't their friends, like the elderly people? Are they kind and nice and helpful? What about kids? Would they make a good father or a mother? Uh, what are their ambitions when they talk about what they want to do with their life? Why do they want to do that? And maybe what's behind that ambition? Do they even have ambition? Do they have it? Oh, I've got that one in here in a second. <laughs> right? Where do they find their joy? What are they reading in their Bible? For girls, here's a few questions. Is he a driven, hard worker, or is he wandering aimlessly in life? Is he arrogant, rude, or aggressive? Does he make jokes at others' expense and do his eyes wonder at what he doesn't have? Here's for guys. Is she loud, a gossip? Is she constantly worried or leaning upon Jesus? Is she constantly worried, or does she lean upon Jesus in trials? And lastly, does she find her security and identity in the praise of men? Hmm. Right, so just a few questions here to think through. There's not exhaustive list. It's not a, uh, you know, there's there's certainly more questions you could ask. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting, nor should we expect anyone to be perfect um, all around. But these are just trying to let's think about the person we want to date. We should date. These are good questions to ask. I think those are all good. Yeah, okay. they're very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are some red flags to look out for? You know the phrase red flags. I'm familiar with the phrase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a really so. common phrase, even now. It's kind of out. It's kind of on the outdated. It's kind of outdated. I mean, it's still pretty. Relevant. It's still yeah. pretty relevant. So, what are some things you should look out for? I think some of these questions probably have them in it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, some of the things that you're mentioning here. So, if they're not attending a church, if they don't have church friends, those mm-hmm. are red flags because they're probably not having a genuine relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. uh, which in our conversation is paramount. Mm-hmm. Apathetic they, men. Yes. Guys who play uh, video games until 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we have a bias against that, but we do. No, I I think, you know, guys that just are, they don't get sleep and they're probably not ready to work the next day very well if they're mm-hmm. all night playing by themselves, right. not talking with others, right. um, but just focused in another world. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if they're just constantly self-focused. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they're constantly worried about what they're going to do and what they want and workaholics even the opposite right. side of apathy mm-hmm. they're just constantly focused on how they can you know gain achieve mm-hmm. um and amount to something in the world's right. eyes right yeah uh red flag i think you, you mentioned it in here is, is are they constantly worried about what other people think about them mm-hmm. are they are they right. looking for their sense of purpose their sense of identity by what people say about them or how they dress, those kind of things. Hmm. That's good. So, yeah. um, red flags, how they talk about others, mm-hmm. um, how they, even in, in some cases, how they relate to their parents. I think that's true. To people in authority. Yep. Um, yeah. Is there a consistency in behavior when they are in a group and first when they're by themselves hmm. consistent in language consistent in attitude is there just a steady consistency in who people are do they are they chameleons to change with their atmosphere yeah and i can't i can't overemphasize i don't think how important it is to look at their friends mm-hmm. because they've chosen to surround themselves with those people they're probably like those people no matter how much of a face they want to put on um they're probably much more like the people they surround themselves with right. um, than you think. Than they think. Yeah, that's good. Um, now, now here's a question uh, for the who. A lot of questions to think through the, the kind of person you should consider dating. Um, what about, I, I can't find someone. Um, online dating is a pretty prevalent thing now. You've got apps for it. Mm-hmm. You've got websites devoted to it. Um, what do you think? Online dating, okay, not okay, okay with parameters, good idea, bad idea. What do you think? Uh, it, it is so foreign to me okay, because it wasn't a thing. Honestly, it wasn't a thing when day. I was in college. Right. Okay. But I will say. eHarmony was and Match.com was, but Tinder was not a thing. Right. Yeah. And I don't think many teenagers are using eHarmony <laughs> if, it is, if right. it's even still a website. The vast majority of couples that I've married in the last, I'd say, five years when I asked them in premarital counseling how they met, 
vast majority, I would say 80 to 90% online. They met online. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, it's, it's crazy. Huh. So I'm going to have to say it's okay with parameters. How long have they been married, though? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so far. <laughs> so far, so good. So far, I think we're all right. right? I think. Yeah. But. I think there's a lot of wisdom um, in choosing who you date, but also a lot of wisdom needed for those that you don't know in person. Absolutely. I mean, my goodness, I'm calling their pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm encouraging the person who's dating someone from in North Carolina from Florida. Hey, what church do they go to? And have you talked to anybody else from their church? That's... Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause anyone, I mean, we all know how much of a front we put online on our own social medias, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't show the worst parts of yourself. You show the best parts of yourself. Right. Of course. Right. I mean, who wants to show themselves throwing up after they've had some bad talk about that day, right? The next day they're going to the theme park, they're showing the theme park. Mm-hmm. So if you can only see people's highlight reel, um, you might miss out on who someone actually is. So that's a, that's a nerve wracking thing just to see someone online only. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of work that's got to be put into um, making sure you're seeing the right real person. That's the highlight reel. That. Yeah. All right. When should I date? Not only who, but when. Um, so uh, there's talk uh, a lot in Christian circles, Pastor Bob. Um, you should date someone you consider or you would consider marrying. Mm-hmm. Right? You'd agree with that? Not, not you want to marry them when you start dating them. Right. But like, this is the kind of person I would, I, I would I, want to marry. I wouldn't date anybody that I could look at and say, okay, here, here, here are this, the, the things that I'm looking for in a marriage partner. And if they don't have those things, then I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, right. So I'd say it that. So, way. so yeah. So right. I could see myself marrying you in some day. Sure. Right now, as you get older, you might know a little bit more about what you're looking for and what you're not looking for. Mm-hmm. But I could see myself like actually seeing you as someone that would be a great to have a committed relationship with. Right. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I, I would, I would ask two questions here. So the, the when, and then the why you would want to date. Right? Okay. So to, to answer the question of when I would want to date somebody, I would back up to what I started earlier and say, I, I think the Bible doesn't speak as much about dating because I think our focus shouldn't be on the other person. Our focus should be on ourselves. So when should I start dating? I should start dating when I am in a secure, faithful relationship with Christ. When I know who I am in Christ, when my identity is in Christ, not in anybody else, when I'm confident and I'm secure in him, in him alone, Hmm. then I can then look and find other people who are the same way because I do not want my identity to come from who I'm dating or who I'm married to. So I'm not ready to date until I've gotten to that point where I've developed my relationship with Christ, where I'm faithful there. Then I can say, okay, I'm not going to find my identity in whoever it is I'm dating. I'm finding my identity in Christ because that's, that's a big deal with, with even married couples. Yeah. But but being careful here, right. To not put a number on something. No, I'm not saying, um, well, being careful or not put, put a number on something, there are matter, matters of prudence that would say, okay, it's not wise to date until this point and this point, mm-hmm. right? Just in general. Yeah. You know, so could a person at 15 years old, 14 years old, be very confident in all of the things you mentioned? Absolutely. Should they begin yeah. dating if they're confident in those things? The qu- then the question is why? Okay. All right. So, so go to why now. So, so if I'm confident, and it doesn't matter what age you are, you know. Okay. 15, 12. 16. Should I keep going I'm, down? I'm going to no. <laughs> go no on the 12. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna so, so there are matters of prudence. There might be an age where it's right. more wise. Sure. Okay. But but it's just like the age of accountability. Is sure. there an actual age? No. That's right. That's right. No. We, don't, we can't really put an exact age. But my, my point is, is my relationship with Christ where it needs to be? Because as a Christian, that's my primary focus. Yeah. Right? And I'm not ready for other relationships to thrive until I'm there. So that okay. could be at 16. That could be at 18. It could okay. be at 27. Okay. Right. So if I'm not, if I'm not confident there, I'm going to struggle in the other area. So when I am confident in that relationship, and I'm not saying you got to be perfect. Okay. That's sure. not the point. But the point is I'm, 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 I'm satisfied in my relationship with Christ. And if God doesn't bring anybody in my life, I'm still satisfied. Mm. So then the question becomes why, it, it, why do I want to date somebody? Mm. 
what am I going to gain by this? Mm -hmm. And if it is, okay, God has put a desire in my heart to one day be married, or God has put a desire in my heart to be in relationship with others, then, then okay, right? But if my why of dating is, and this is a, a lot of kids in high school, they, they, they feel like they have to date somebody because mm -hmm. that's what's expected of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm expected to date yeah. somebody, and something's wrong with me if I don't. And yeah. that's just wrong. That's not the right reason to, yeah. to, to date somebody. Uh, and there's a lot of pressure with that. So when I don't feel that pressure, when it's, okay, I'm good with who I am in Christ, I like hanging out with folks, I'm attracted to the opposite sex, and here is somebody who's also in that same kind of realm where they're seeking after Christ, I mm -hmm. think it'd be cool to hang out with them. That's a good reason to say why. Yeah. And maybe together we can do these things together. So that's where I'm kind of on yeah. the dating thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm a little more, um, you know, I'm closer to the season where I dated in high school, mm -hmm. right? And if I could spend more time with friends and less time focused on dating, I would have. 100%. Now, I do know, you know, some people do marry their high school sweethearts. And so they wouldn't sure. say, they wouldn't say, you know, I wish I didn't date, you know, him or her because right. I'm obviously because they married him or her and mm -hmm. it worked, right? Um, but I think more often than not, um, like you said, students in high school are so focused on, um, being like their friends who are dating. Uh, and a lot of times, uh, you know, they have desires that aren't always good. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they jump into a dating relationship to satisfy some desires or to try to, or to get as close as possible. Right. And so here's what I would say. Typically, if you have, if you cannot see the other person, um, from more than just an opportunity um, to satisfy your own desires. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you cannot see any way that you would marry that person long-term, like there's just, it's not the person I'd marry, then I would say don't jump in that relationship because you're heading down a road of emotional turmoil um, where you're going to you know, disclose more information to that person, mm -hmm. become very vulnerable with that person to the extent that's going to be really tough to rip off that bandaid in the future. And also you're headed down a road of difficult temptation, Absolutely. right? And so I would just, as you would agree, I know, just be really wise that you don't jump in. You don't, you don't need to jump in so early. You can enjoy a, a season with friends. Absolutely. Um, I do think just as an, like an American culture, and, and here I am taking pot shots at my own culture, right? But I do think we are continuing to prolong adolescence way too far. We've prolonged adolescence to an unhealthy degree. I think you know, people are getting married at 31 after being, you know, living with someone a, a number of years, right? And there's all sorts of reasons for that. People that are you know, not b believers and we shouldn't expect unbelievers to live like believers would, but a number of believers, right? I mean, aren't, aren't getting, you know, a job until they're 24 are living with their parents until they're 24. I mean, you'd have a job at like 14 years and years ago, oh, even, even a hundred years ago, mm -hmm. right? You'd start looking for people to, to commit your life to at 16, right? Not saying you should now. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying we've, we've prolonged adolescence, but we've also made, um, uh, We've also brought sexuality to a younger age, mm -hmm. and that I think that disparity is super damaging. Like, like twelve-year-olds and younger are being taught things in schools that the majority of our culture um, don't get married to enjoy for another twenty years. Mm -hmm. Right? That's wild. Um, and so I, I, I don't think that's super duper healthy, uh, and I don't have a, I don't have an answer for that. Right. Um, so I would say when. Uh, just like you said, um, but I would just kind of add in, like, could you see yourself marrying that person? And if you're 10 years from getting married, probably not the best idea to start a dating relationship with someone, even if they're a great person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agree? Disagree? Sort of. Why are you dating them? You know, yeah. What, yeah. What's the purpose? In the yeah. Date? I think that why right. is super duper important. Yeah. So um, the question was, should people wait to date until they're at a reasonable age to get married? Here's what I just say. I said this earlier. Um, I think there's two keys here. And it sounds like I'm talking out of both sides here. Don't rush singleness. Mm -hmm. So if if God has given you the opportunity um, uh, to uh you know, minister to others in your single years, right? Which he has, if you're a single person, like, enjoy that time of availability, serving others, ministering to others, sharing the gospel with others. Don't rush that season just because, hey, I want to get married, right? right? Um, at the other 
and don't prolong adolescence. Like if you're dating someone and they love the Lord, you love the Lord, and you're at an age where you actually could, as thinking of a future husband here, a guy could support that other individual. Um, you see your lives going down the same path, right? Like don't just like just hang out for another 10 more, 10 more years. Don't prolong, uh, you know, adolescence and maturity. Okay. So don't rush singleness, but also don't prolong adolescence. Oh, All right. How should I date? Real practical stuff here. Um, Bob, how do you go about pursuing someone to date from a Christian perspective? How do you start? I don't remember. I always no, love I'm the kidding. line. I always love the line in Spider-Man. Um, he's on the phone. He likes Mary Jane. This is Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. And the neighbor, uh, Tobey Maguire's neighbor, Peter Parker, Peter Parker's neighbor, comes out and he notices Tobey Maguire. Peter Parker's having some dating trouble. And he says, uh, all you got to say to her, you are a good woman. I am a good man. So let's go. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> what accent was that? <laughs> I don't know what accent he had. Uh, I couldn't tell you. But um, he's just like, all you got to say is, you are a good woman. I am a good man. So let's go. Um, so how do you go about pursuing somebody? I'm... Be you. I mean, the, at the end of the day, just be you, right? Yeah. Um, be who God made you to be. Be confident in that. Guys, be confident, number one, all right? Confidence, if you're not confident, <laughs> you don't have much of a chance. So so be confident in who you are. Don't push it. Okay. Just be genuine, you know? Um, it, hang out. Be friends first. Mm-hmm. And then see if anything happens, right? Yeah. See if you see a mutual spark. If there's a mutual spark, go, f- you know, s- take the next step. Stop talking and start dating and then whatever that next step was. Um, and then become exclusive. And then become that's, exclusive. That's, that's the step. Yeah, yeah. Start going with each other, yeah. whatever it is. They say, whatever the kids are saying these days. But uh, my advice to anybody would be just be yourself. Don't force it. Um, yeah. Be confident in who you are. Um, hang out together in groups maybe at first and see is, is there a spark there and if there's not don't try to force it right yeah and if and if you if you think well maybe there was and you misread that one and she said no don't necessarily keep going back to that same yeah situation yeah don't be weird yeah that's a good word <laughs> i don't even know how to say it other than that yeah. don't be weird right i'm looking at guys here yeah. right um i would say this too i would say at whatever stage that you're in uh don't have this would be for a guy here. Don't let the the significant other question um, what stage you're in with them, right? Define the relationship. Okay, right. I want to date you. I like you. That's okay to be clear, right? right? Be confident and be clear. Mm-hmm. I, I like you. I would love to date you. Hey, we're dating. Hey, I'm not dating anybody else. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, you know, when it comes time, I, w- I would love to talk about marriage with you. Um, don't be weird. Don't be too forward, but be clear. Right. A lot of, a lot of just like, I'm kind of talking to her, I'm kind of talking to her. That's, that's, that's annoying to any, you know, girl, uh, honestly. Um, so, okay. So, uh, there's a time where this phrase like courting came up, mm-hmm. right? Um, here's what I say, Pastor Bob, maybe you disagree. Uh, courting is just basically like dating that sounds more spiritual. I, maybe today. I mean, there was a distinction back in the day okay. between dating and courting. Courting involved more of a, a, intentional process by which there was a chaperone involved at all points. So just do dating better involved. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just like, Hey, we're doing dating better and we're going to name it something cooler, but not really that much cooler. Okay. So, right. But again, yeah, probably today, back in the day, there was a distinction between dating, just a casual hanging out with somebody and a courtship where there was at the end of that process was expectation of marriage and parents and family were involved in that, and you were never alone. You always had a chaperone, and it was oh wow, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So back in the day, courting was much different than what we might think of it today. Oh, okay, yeah. So, well, that brings me to a question: Should believers court in that day or today? I, I don't know. I don't know. Any either. day. I don't know. I've okay, never, I've never used. Okay, the word well, let's let's just pull out some of the things from courting now. Okay, All right. uh, should should marriage be a discussion from the beginning? That's not to say, hey, in four years we're going to try to get married. But like, hey, I could, I, I, I want to, hey, I, I, I like you, and there's qualities that in you that I, I, I would see myself marrying a person like you. 
Don't be weird, but should right. that be? Yeah, I, I don't know that there needs to be. You know, first date you're sitting at steak and, <laughs> sure. steak and shake, having sure. your you know your your whatever your steak burger and fries, um, and say, hey, you're not the marrying type, and are uh, having that conversation. But I, I would say this: whether you're a guy or a girl in seeking to pursue somebody, never lower your standard. Mm-hmm. So if your standard of who you're you would marry is X, Y, and Z. Never lower that. So you don't have to have a conversation with somebody. It'll help eventually. But you can know whether somebody has some of these qualifications. Are they a genuine Christ follower? Are they pursuing Christ? Are they committed to the church? These things have to be standards by which I'm not marrying anybody who does not have these things. Okay, so I'm beginning to date somebody. I start to notice that the questions that I was going to ask, because so, some of those questions that I said, how do I know if someone would be a good person to date, right. are things you won't find out until you begin dating sometimes, right? right? right. But, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm dating this person. Things seem to be getting serious, but they're not really um, the type of person that I would want to marry. Cut mm-hmm. it off. Back it up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at whatever point in time in the dating process, things become serious. The question should be in the back of your head. I could see myself marrying this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if you're going to continue to, otherwise yeah. you're just setting yourself up. You're set, like you were saying before, emotional, you're setting yourself up for, for physical temptation. You're, you're setting yourself up for all different types of things. Yeah. If a person that you continue to date and then begin to date seriously does not meet the criteria for somebody you'd, you'd marry, why are you doing it? Yeah. There's no purpose. No. Yeah. Um, should parents be involved in the no, dating no season? No good purposes. No good purpose. There might be a purpose to continue oh, okay, dating. Okay, sure, sure, but sure, sure. The motives may be wrong and everything else. Should right? should a, should parents be involved in the dating season? As things begin more serious, probably. How old am I? How old am I when my parents are involved in the dating? Oh, process? okay, that's a good question. So let's say, um, uh, my name is Roberto. And um, I said name. My name is Steve, and I begin dating uh, a girl that goes to my church. We are seventeen, and um, I could see myself marrying this person. Okay, but we just begin dating. So when you're seventeen, your parents need to be involved in like ninety nine point nine nine percent of anything you do. Should they come to the movies with us? No, that's weird. Okay, so involved. Well, no, I mean I, I say that you know. Would there be a situation where, okay, I can't drive. My parents are going to take us to the movies. They're going to go to that theater and watch a movie. We'll go over here and watch a movie. I'm not going to say that's wrong. So, um, Yeah, we're not trying to get into too many details. Yeah, exactly. But like parents are aware. Yes. um, They're not surprised that you're dating someone. There's knowledge and even even oversight. Oversight. To some degree. Yeah. Okay, 27. My name is... James, you like my name? <laughs> just random. I'm, I'm dating. What Rebe- happened to Roberto? We just I'm dating him. Rebecca. James like Roberto. Is rating, dating Jam- Rebecca. James is dating and Rebecca. They, it, They're 27 it, years old. They're both college graduates, and they live an hour and a half from their home. Both of them. <laughs> different some directions. Random scenarios. Different directions. Uh, they they meet each other at work, and they begin going to church together. Okay. Um, she was going to a different church. Uh, his church was just one that he was sticking with and she was able to meet. So are James' parents believers? Um, yes, my, Rebecca's aren't. Oh, so James definitely needs to ask his parents or talk to, at least seek their advice. Okay. Rebecca does not. So they can go on a date. Can they go on a date without asking the parents' advice? Of course. They're 27 years old. Yeah, right. But along the way, things start getting more serious. Hey, what do you guys think about Rebecca? Right. And really kind of honor their, their wisdom. I would. Yeah. Um, and I say James should because his parents are believers. They should have a similar standard. They should have taught James the standard by which he should yeah. be looking. Yeah, for sure. Whereas Rebecca, her parents are not going to have the same standard. Yeah. So I'm not saying Rebecca shouldn't respect her parents. I'm just saying this is weird talking about people that don't exist. Um, I'm oh, they saying, exist somewhere. I'm, yeah, they do. But I'm saying that they don't have the same perspective on on the marriage partner. And so she doesn't need to seek their approval or or even their – I don't know how to how to put that. How long should someone date before they get married? It depends. Yeah, I've I've heard about people like dating three months, mm-hmm. getting married with like a three month engagement after that, mm-hmm. and they like die at ninety years old. I, I've I've heard those stories too, and I've heard of stories of people that date for ten years, date for ten years, 
get married and get divorced a year later. It depends. Yeah. Um, what if in the dating process, things have become more serious, temptation gets difficult? Uh, I, I think from the get-go, there need to be standards. There need to be expectations that need to be discussed Yeah. that you agree upon. And as the temptation is there, and it will, um, set up safeguards. Just group dating is helpful. Group dating is helpful. Um, you know, Darlene and I, when we were dating, we were we were a little bit older, and but we we determined we would not be alone at my apartment at any. Was time. your name James and her name Rebecca? And we're twenty seven now. <laughs> no, we weren't that old. <laughs> we weren't quite that old, but we were we were old enough to be out on our own doing our own thing, and we just determined, okay, temptation is there, so here's how we're going to safeguard it. If my roommate's not here, we're not here alone. Mm. Right. Mm. Or if her mom's not home, she was living at her mom's house with her. We just set up some safeguards and said, okay, this is this. So I would, I would recommend that. It's just good. don't put yourself in a position where you might give in. Okay. All right. Uh, so we have some listener submitted questions, a few specific ones. All right. All right. And this has kind of turned into a Q and a, um, this person is assuming that Christian couples get married sooner than non-Christian couples. Why do you think if that's true, that would be? And I'm just going to say, I do think that's true. I don't have statistics on it, but I think on average, there are Christian couples getting married sooner than non-Christian couples. So I I don't know that I agree with that. So really? I, I just don't. Do you agree with that, Kara? Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Get statistics on that. Let's talk about it. I, I would need to st- see statistics to back up that Christians get married sooner than non-Christians. Just, just Google, do Christian... Do Christians get married earlier than non-Christians? And then my question would be, I, do I non-Christians tend to cohabitate before they get married? Oh. Is that what the thing is? Yeah, probably Because so. people claiming to be Christians are doing the same thing, Yeah, which I would say is unwise for, for both. Yeah. Because you want to talk about statistics. Statistically speaking, people that cohabitate are almost 50% more likely to get divorced than those who did not cohabitate. Much higher divorce rate. It's Much huge. higher divorce yeah. rate. As if, if, as if the divorce rate wasn't bad enough anyway. Cohabitation... It's like 48 or 50% more likely to divorce than those that did not. Marriage includes a certain level of vulnerability with security, right? Mm-hmm. No one knows me like my wife does. But also there's a security in my wife loves me knowing everything she knows about me, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so when you begin to cohabitate, you have vulnerability with no security, mm-hmm. right? And so what you're actually doing is you're practicing divorce. Right. This is what you're doing. Yeah. Right. You're you're giving emotionally all yourself to someone, physically all yourself to someone, with no security of I'm in a covenant relationship with you. Exactly. Right. And so you are just preparing for divorce. Right. Um. And and you're doing it typically. And I, I can't speak to everybody's situation, mm-hmm. but typically that is done. Uh. I mean, I mean, just yeah. I, I shouldn't go further than that. But, um. Okay. Another question. Did we answer the last one? Why do you think most Christian couples get married sooner than non-Christian couples? Um, I think because, um, can I say this frankly? Um, I think this because marriage is held in high honor in most Christian families as a something to like look forward to, enjoy. It's a gift from God. And so marriage is something they want probably quicker and earlier, mm-hmm. right? And m- uh, many Christians um, who, you know, want to, who desire to keep the marriage bed undefiled, they want to have sex. I, I yeah, I I would bet that that's those two worse. things. Now, if they're being and they think sex is in marriage, and so let's get right. married. So exactly. So if so, unbelievers are saying, well, that's not a barrier for us. We don't have to wait until marriage. Yeah. Right. So we can continue to wait. Like you were having that conversation. Yeah. Where if if a Christian couple is getting married and they hold that as standard, then they're like, well, I don't want to wait ten years. Let's you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, guys struggle with commitment. They do. They struggle committing to things. When I ask guys in young ministry to commit to something, they'll wait to the last minute. Girls will commit early, right? I don't. I don't know. That's just a thing, right? Right. Um, uh, so it's not healthy for a young lady to cohabitate with a guy because he's not committing. He's not committing himself mm-hmm. to you. Yep. You may think he is emotionally and physically. He's getting what he wants, but he's not committing, right? Look for a guy who wants to commit, right? And a lot of the, Christian guys are like, well, I, I want to commit myself earlier, because, quicker, because, sooner, because of because of the why. Yeah, this is what I want. That's right. So That's even right. be careful with that. Sure, right. definitely, absolutely, be yeah. careful with that. Yeah. All right, um, the second question. Proverbs eighteen twenty two. Uh, it says, "He who finds a wife finds a good thing." Shortened version. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this teach that a Christian woman should wait on a man to pursue her? He who finds a wife. Yeah, I, I don't know that it specifically teaches that women should. That's not a command. It's not a command. Okay. Um, but I, 
practically, I would say a Christian woman, again, be who you are in Christ, be satisfied in that and let God take care of it. And if you see a man who is meeting the criteria of somebody who, who you think you would marry, be their friend first and don't, don't throw yourself at this person. You know, that that's what pursue means. Uh, just be you, be a friend and let God take care of it. Yeah. I know it sounds traditional for the man to pursue the woman, but I think there's probably a little bit something to that. Um, because ladies, you want a man who knows what he wants. Um, uh, and is committed to what he wants. And, uh, you just got to know why he wants what he wants. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's helpful. Uh, here's the last question we have user submitted, uh, or listener submitted. How far is too far? Denominationally, oh, I see what you, you thought I was going in one direction. Mm-hmm. I'm going the other. How far is too far denominationally? Denominational differences, mm-hmm. um, like Presbyterians, right? Here. Well, it depends on the Presbyterians, though, right? We can be we can be in friendly cooperation with uh, your significant other, Kara. Others we can. Yeah. So there's different Presbyterians, even. Um, so a few scenarios. Give me a reason why. Rapid fire. Okay. Um, from the outset, a, uh, a, um, a Baptist, Southern Baptist guy, um, finds a Unitarian Universalist girl. <laughs> Easy. Easy. No. Okay. Not, a, not a believer. Don't date. Don't hang out with. Run. Not a believer. Right. Yeah. Clearly. Um, and that is if she actually actively agrees with the Unitarian Universalist Church and doesn't just go with her parents sure. and then go to the Southern Baptist Church afterwards or mm-hmm. Presbyterian Church afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baptist girl, Presbyterian guy. Ba, ba, ba. Let's let Carrie answer this question. Depends, right? It depends. Yeah. Depends, right. Uh, now, uh, the, the you know, practicalities, if the Presbyterian Church is of similar view to salvation and exclusivity of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, so it's not... A certain kind of Presbyterian, it's another kind of Presbyterian, sure. uh, but they're baptizing babies. That'll have to be a conversation on down the road. Mm-hmm. Are we going to baptize our kids if we have kids, right? Just a conversation that'll have sure. to happen. Yeah, I think any scenario you throw out, we got to go back to what we talked about, I don't know, podcasts ago in spiritual triage. Yep. Just doing spiritual triage and go, okay, what do you believe? What, what do you believe about God? What do you believe about Christ? What do you believe about the Bible? What are the essentials? Yeah. And then it, then you can start deciding, okay, if they go against any of these essentials, the answer is no, I should not. What are the secondary and tertiary things where you can go, okay, we can be in, we can be in friendly cooperation with each other. We can date each other, right? Hmm. Okay. So Christian listening to this, really want to get into a dating, really want to begin dating someone. Mm-hmm. Don't know who? Look at your local church. Look at your friend groups. Yes. Uh, find someone that's pretty or handsome. Consider dating them. If... Of course, they. It's 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 helpful to answer some of those questions. Are they godly? Do they do they you know love their local church? Do they serve in their local church? Mm-hmm. Um, don't be weird, at all. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Define the relationship as it gets more serious. Um, pop the question. Eventually, get married. Okay. If the Lord gives you babies, get, have babies for the glory of God. Raise your kids up to love and serve the Lord. Uh-huh. And die committed to that person. It all began with dating. You see? You see? It's so ironic that we're giving dating advice on the Unsexy Church podcast. Yeah, maybe. But we're both married, so <laughs> we, did, we did it right, right? And we both married above ourselves, so that's pretty good, yeah, too. So yeah, we, we got yeah. Some. All right, well, thank you for listening. Anything you want to add, Kara? All right. She said no. We know the terminology. <laughs> Talking. Talking. All right. Hey, thank you, dear listener, for listening to the podcast. We hope you listen next week. See you later. This is when you're supposed to end it.